sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. People could, in fact, have described the Catholic Church and Catholicism in general in any number of ways. But what about refuge for rationality? That's one that maybe might pique some people's interest and some people, oh, come on, refuge for rationality? Let's get serious. Well, in fact, the Catholic Church is a refuge for rationality, especially in our day and age. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is slowly, Renee. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Yes, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I've been, it's been a while since I slowed down because yeah, I've, just, yep, yep. I've been told in the past, Chris, <laughs> I slow down. can't catch the email address. You say it too quickly. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. If you watch the show, Elise pops it up at the bottom of the she screen. She pops it up. Yes. She holds a little piece of paper that says <laughs> right for the camera right there. It's, it's and taped it just to a says, popsicle stick. Yeah. That's how we roll here at the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, Renee Cram, it's I'm, good to have you here again. Yes, yes, thank you. You were here a couple weeks ago? Yeah. That was a couple weeks ago. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, on <laughs> um, I'm wearing the same clothes. You are. Yeah, because it was two weeks ago. Your rotation is right. 10 days, I think. Is, I only have a few things. Yeah, but that's a lot. <laughs> I don't think I... Anyway, okay. <laughs> you only own that shirt. Uh, uh, wow. Oh, that's the only shirt you own? The diocese shirt? Uh, I think amazing. if we reviewed the tape... They're now, all they're, blue. They may all be blue. <laughs> no, and white, right? And, there's, there's, and a white. Well, there's a couple of whites, actually. Oh, you actually have a black one. Yeah. Oh, I yes. Do. That's weird. I do. You know, when I wear the black shirt, do you know this? You need to be on camera, you know, sometime here, Benner. Um, when I wear the black shirt, I'm very intentional about wearing a black T-shirt. Well, you should it. be. Why should I be, Renee? For the help of our listeners who may are listening, maybe can't I'm really, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm surprised that you allow your T-shirt to show as much because, like, my husband is very conscious about that. Like, oh, he yeah, hates his T-shirt to show. Oh, really? Oh, no, hates I, it. Yeah. Uh, there's... <laughs> This is a weird you, topic. Okay. This is a weird topic. <laughs> the reason I don't wear the black, the reason why I wear the black shirt with a black t-shirt is because if I wear the black shirt with a white t-shirt, it looked like I have a little. Oh, you like a collar. A collar. Oh, of course. And when you work in the Catholic church, like, <laughs> wait, is he, what? Is, oh. he, is he a priest? No. Did he lose his collar? And that's just like a <laughs> makeshift. Bus, oh, yeah. Thanks. You go back to directing or whatever it is that you do over there. Okay. So we are, Renee. <laughs> Hard transition. <laughs> yes. um, we're going to talk about this. It's actually, it's an article uh, at the Word on Fire website, Word mm-hmm. on Fire, uh, the apostolate founded by Bishop Robert Barron. Mm-hmm. Now from Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> Winona, Rochester. Rochester. No, I don't know how you make Rochester with my Minnesota accent, but Winona. Winona. Um, the Bishop of Winona, Rochester uh, in Southern Who's Minnesota. Our neighbor. He's our neighbor to the east. Uh, Bishop Barbarian, founder of Word on Fire, a great evangelization apostolate. Um, an article, not by him, by, Matthew, by, by Dr. Matthew Petrusik, I think is how you pronounce this last mm-hmm. name. It's titled Catholicism, Refuge for Rationality. Mm-hmm. And you thought of this article, actually, when I proposed to you 
a topic for this episode. Yeah. So I wanted to start kind of with what I was originally thinking. And then you mentioned this article yeah. that you came across and you actually shared this with me a, a few days ago. Yeah. So uh, several episodes ago, um, sometime last several months, I did an, ep- uh, an episode. We, we did an episode on f- finding meaning as opposed to making. Oh, meaning. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the, the, the point of that episode was how in our culture, um, Rather than trying to find truth, we make make you got to make your own truth. Right. Is a phrase you right. hear. Um, but but the whole the, the idea of truth, the I mean, the, the way it's always been understood is no tr- truth is about the way things are, right. and so our task as human beings is to discover the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aristotle said that by nature, all human beings desire to know. Mm-hmm. To know means to find out about how things are. Mm-hmm. What is the nature of reality? But in our era, in our day and age, people have flipped that. And, th- and th- this has roots um, in bad philosophy from a couple few centuries ago, mm-hmm. as is often the case. Of course. Um, of, of now where, no, we... We we impose meaning on other things. Right. We we impose meaning. We make meaning. We don't discover the meaning of the truth of things. We we make meaning. We make the truth of things. Yeah. And this is at the origin of all sorts of problems in our society. And you thought so. This is because this is a topic that I think is it's it's like a fundamental issue. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a. Um, it's a fundamental issue that underlies. It's a foundational. Yeah. It's a foundational issue in our culture. Uh, it's one that I'm going to be coming back to from time to time. And 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 when I raised it today, uh, you thought of this article by yeah. by, by Doctor Patrice. Because because really you're trying to make your own truth based on how you feel, which is what this article Addresses. talks about. Right. Right. Yes, is doing things based on your feelings. Right. Right. And, and, okay. So what's wrong with that? <clears throat> There's not necessarily something wrong with that, but when you base truth off of how you feel that's it's it's going to be skewed almost always yeah because because our feelings are subjective right they're subjective to us and the whole idea of truth is no truth is objective right. it's apart from what i think what right. i it's apart from what i know it's apart from this is why i mean my the silly example i've used for decades because all sorts of other people use the same example this is why when we're in school you know what happens sometimes I get things wrong on tests and quizzes. <laughs> right. Why? Because my understand my knowledge is flawed. Mm-hmm. And so there's the red marks or the whatever, mm-hmm. um, the not perfect score because I got it wrong. Right. right. One of my answers was false. It wasn't true. So we recognize that in all sorts of areas in life, mm-hmm. but there are some areas in life where we know I get to decide what's true. Yeah. It, why? And and what I loved um, about the article is, is, is particularly um, the, the opening paragraph or at least opening por- portions of this opening paragraph. Mm-hmm. Again, so if you want to, uh, look this up. It's on the Word on Fire website, wordonfire.org. Catholicism, Refuge for Rationality. I want to come back to the title uh, in a little bit, but Refuge for Ras- Catholicism, Refuge for Rationality is the title. And this is how Dr. Petrusik starts. One of the defining features of our moral and political culture is what we could call secular fideism. The term may surprise those who know some theological history. Fideism is typically associated with forms of belief that deny rational explanation. 
a form of faith, faith that declares, I believe it because I feel it and I like what I feel. Mm-hmm. In other words, fideism is usually associated with religion. And if there's one thing that does not define the secular age, the thinking may go, it is religious religiosity. This claim is certainly empirically true, empirically speaking. Survey after survey demonstrates that individuals, especially the young, who are abandoning religion and ever swelling droves. So how is it warranted that the secular culture, how is it warranted to describe the secular culture as fides, he said fidesitic. I think it's fideistic, mm-hmm. fideistic. Isn't that an oxymoron? So I want, to, I want to unpack this. I want to look at the title a little bit more, and we'll just kind of see where yeah, the conversation yeah. goes, Renee. Sounds good. So fideism, the way that he summarizes it, I believe because I feel it. Um, or, well, it, that's true just because, well, it's because it's said so. Right. So um, fideism is a, is a view that there's no rationale uh, as to why we believe what we believe, whether it's a religion or not. Fideism... Uh, uh, can just is just the idea that there is no rationale. There's no reason as to why we believe what we believe. Right, and that is absolutely contradictory with what the Catholic Church says about Catholicism. Right, but many people think right. that religion is just yeah. I believe it because I believe it. People people think that's a religion because in some cases that's actually true. Right. There's some right. religions that are fideistic. Right. This is just the way it is. Don't ask why. Don't right. ask any questions. Right. And unfortunately, within the Catholic Church, there have been individuals mm-hmm. at time at times, you know, it, it, and I kind of get it. I mean, being a parent of five kids, some, well, just because I said so. <laughs> so sometimes a priest might say, because I said so. You, a couple weeks ago, the last episode you were on, you asked me a question about um, something with the mass. And I, oh yeah, there's a question about the man. I, well, because I said so, Renee, would have been a horrible answer. <laughs> right. But sometimes, well, we, we, we don't, we're, we're in a bad mood, having a bad day, whatever. And we might say, well, it's just the way it is. Well, that's actually not true mm-hmm. in the case of Catholicism. Again, the title of the article is Refuge for Rationality. So anybody who's listened to a few episodes of Ignition has probably heard me say, the reason I am a Catholic today, let alone have a doctorate in theology, Mm -hmm. is because I love the fact that I can ask why about our faith Mm -hmm. and that somewhere there's an answer to the question. Right, yeah. So it's not, well, just because the church says so. No, 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 no. Not even just because God says so. No, no, no. There's still a reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, God God is pure rationality. Yes. Would we be one way to describe who God is? There's always an answer to the question, why, when it comes to what we believe as mm-hmm. Catholics. There are other aspects of, like, why is there suffering? Why did God allow this to happen? Sometimes we have a hard time understanding the understanding why. <laughs> it, right? Or maybe sometimes, in some cases, we won't get those answers until right. the afterlife, right. potentially. But when it comes to doctrinal issues, why do we believe this? Mm-hmm. Why does the church say this is true? There's always an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. But fideism is the opposite. Fideism says, nope. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Or I feel it, so therefore it is. One way or the yes. yes. So, so, and that's the, the angle that Dr. Petrusik is taking in this article. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that there's a secular fideism, and I think that's absolutely true, because if you ask somebody who holds some of the different secular views that he dives into here, mm-hmm. or if they just take some of the hot-button issues where somebody has maybe more of the, the secular answer or mm-hmm. the secular position— 
well, why? If you ask them why, like, why do you think that? Or what's the basis? Pretty quickly, you're going to, well, I don't know. Well, I, that just, that's what I think. That's fideism. Right. If you can't give a rational account for a rational explanation of what you believe, mm-hmm. that's that's faith alone. Right. What it is it, because I said so. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for most people, to say, "Well, I don't know. I just I, that's it's just what I think." But with Catholicism, it's again refuge for Russia. You can go deeper. Well, why is this true? Well, because of this. The, okay, but why that? Well, because of the, okay, mm-hmm. but why that? Yeah. Well, and you keep, can keep going. Right. Uh, and, and this is one of the things that continues. Uh, again, I've said this before. This is what fascinates me about you can go deep. There have been so many things in our Catholic faith where um, I've, I've learned it and, and, and I've accepted it's true because God has revealed it to the church. But later in life, I go back and I'm suddenly for, whatever reason i'm fascinated by it Mm -hmm. and this little thing oh yeah that's true like oh oh my gosh there's so much here it's like you opening at an um it's like a little crack and all of a sudden you see it's this massive canyon (laughs) this 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 huge cave system that you can dive into Mm -hmm. and spelunking you can go spelunking spelunking through spelunking before i just saw the little crack but you can go spelunking through the catechism yeah That'd be a great title or something. <laughs> Splunking through the catechism. We'll do that after the mass series. Okay, that sounds good. When we're done with that series. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be a long series. Take us 10 years. <laughs> so Catholicism is all about rationality. Mm-hmm. The church doesn't just permit and allow. The church encourages us yeah. to ask why. In fact, in our culture, no, I'm not saying like individuals actually, but, but sort of the underlying philosophy does not allow the questioning of the dominant ideas. Right. Absolutely. We're seeing that a lot right now. So that's kind of like the whole cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that people who quote unquote get canceled are necessarily right in what they think. Right. But the idea that you'd shut. So what that is, is that's using power to shut down opposing. Why would I have to, if, if I'm, this is, this is my thing on this. One of my things on this, I'm convinced that, that I can always give a, an explanation for my position. Right. And if I'm, tr- if my position is true, then I'm also convinced that I can always somehow show the, the, the fault, the error in an opposing position. Right. So I am perfectly comfortable as a Catholic with having a conversation or in the best sense of the term, an argument, Right. not like, Calling names right. and throwing mm-hmm. things and a debate, yeah. But having a, 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 a whether it's a debate or an argument or a conversation, I am always very comfortable sitting down with somebody who who holds a different view than my own and having a conversation about that because I believe in the power of rationality. Right. I believe in the power of reason. But what you see in our day and age so often. Excuse me, is people just shutting down conversations mm-hmm. and quote unquote canceling the other side? Um, but why do you have to use power to shut down the conversation if you believed that reasons on your side? Right. You probably don't. <laughs> because maybe you. Believe, or you don't know the reasons. You don't know the reasons. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You, you might, well, reasons on myself, but you can articulate Because a Catholic themselves might do that sometimes to someone else. If they're questioning their faith, they might shut them down because they don't know the answers 
to their, I mean, I've seen that if you're, if you're not catechized well or whatever, yep. and you're being um, confronted with something, yep. you might do that instinctually. Yep. You don't have to. You, you don't have to. No, you don't because the answers are there. Yep. yep. The Even if, so it, and no, no, it is hard. I mean, when you're kind of like a couple episodes, episodes ago, you're like, you're like it's okay to say, I don't know. Uh, and I really, <laughs> now in my case, I was afraid because I think, well, I think I do know, but I'm trying to like pull it out of the memory <laughs> right. archives. Right. Um, but it is because that's really humbling mm-hmm. to have to say, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Catholics though, we should be humble yes. and therefore we should be able to say, I don't know, but I know there's a reason right. to your question. Yep. And if you give me some time, let I me do some exploration. I yeah. can go find it. Yeah. But our cult, but, but, but the, 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 the sort of the secularism of our day and age really is fideistic. Mm-hmm. This is just the way it is. Yeah. Well, why? Well, because. Because someone no, said so. No, I think it's, a, oh. Right. Got to shut you down. <laughs> right. Deplatform you. You're right. <laughs> um, and, and that's just to me, that's very telling, especially because for so long, the argument about uh, uh, had been made, again, and, and, and Dr. Petrusik alluded to this as did you, the argument has been that religion is um, uh, superstitious and right. irrational and so on. And again, in some cases, that's true. You can't... It, it, it's a waste of time talking about religion, generally speaking, right. in most instances. Because they're get, not the same. They're all they're not all the same. They don't <laughs> believe the same things. Right. So let's get specific. When I and here we're talking about the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and Catholicism. Uh the Catholic Church and Catholicism is not irrational. It is, as Dr. Producer describes it, a refuge for rationality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I mean, there there have been all sorts of people who have come into the church throughout history, including in our era. Because they have found it, in fact, to be a refuge, a bastion, if mm-hmm. you will, for rationality in an increasingly irrational age. Right. Because what's going on in our culture, generally speaking, is irrationality. Right. I, I actually find great comfort in, I love that he used the word refuge, because that's really what a rational world and a rational worldview gives you, like comfort yep. in that you know that, okay, I'm I'm in the right spot. I'm understanding things the way they're supposed to. I can have confidence that I can defend if I need to defend it, but also that you're just, you're in the right place. Like you're, you're home, you're with God, you're, you're in a good spot. Exactly. You're not in the spot of chaos. Right. Exactly. There's order. There's even though life and we're not Pollyannish here in that it is a refuge in the midst of what is in many, many cases, uh, hard, times mm-hmm. a hard life right. I mean, suffering that we all endure some people horrific suffering but we all endure suffering in some way shape or form at mm-hmm. some point in our lives and within a rational worldview within a rational religion you find comfort and security yeah within that yeah. in the midst of yeah chaos yeah something to hold on to and actually have hope in Exactly. Yep. Yep. Folks, if you're just tuning in and you're listening to Ignition, I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Renee Kranz about the idea of the Catholic Church actually being a refuge for rationality when in our culture today, actually, there's a lot of, as I was saying just a couple minutes ago, irrationality Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. on. So the the thing, okay, actually, I'm going to, is there anything in particular from the article that, that you wanted to raise um, because I know you, you're the one who shared it with me, as we said earlier. You know, the one he goes through uh, in the article and, and goes through four different things that are kind of very prevalent in our society. Yep. The science alone, supremacy of the individual, will alone, 
supremacy of the collective will alone and the supremacy of the market alone. Right. And to me, the one the one that is the most intriguing is the individual will alone. Mm. Because as Americans, yes, we value our freedom and we are rugged so individualism. rugged. Yes, they're right. While that is not always a bad thing. Yep. Uh, it can be taken too far in one direction and to our detriment. Yep. So I found that really interesting. And, 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 and you have to remember that just because um, we're we're not always always fully right on the right. <laughs> Put it that Politically way. speaking. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Like we can go too far. And we've talked, so this is one of the things, um, so the idea, like the, the philosophical idea, the moral political idea of individualism, um, Dr. Patricia says, it's contemporarily expressed as you do you, I'll do me. Right. And I, I've, I've used similar language before. The whole, Well, you be you. Right. You be you. It's very much a libertarian yes, it uh, is. idea. Um, so what he, I'm, I'm struck by something that he says in this context. Um, okay, so rather rooted in the philosophical tradition of Immanuel Kant or of John Locke, the moral and political theories of individualism not only maintain that individuals should never infringe upon others in their own pursuit of happiness, they hold that every definition of happiness is equally irrational, neither rational nor irrational, mm-hmm. and thus equally preferential in nature. We know that's not true. That's, so, so what that's saying <laughs> is basically you've got your own pursuit of happiness I've got my own pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. They might be in some ways diametrically opposed, but we can't say one is better than the other. Right. We certainly can't say one is right and one is right. wrong. That that's 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 what this um, extreme individualism right. holds. To. And, and the, when we do that, we lose the care for the common good. Right. The care for and, and it just again, this gets into the whole. It's making meaning as opposed to finding right. meaning. Yes. You and I are both human beings. Mm-hmm. We're the same kind of creature, and 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 this goes back again. This is this is completely apart from religion. This is philosophy going back to Aristotle and the ancient Greek philosophers, and and it's been part of the classical philosophical tradition ever since. You you can figure out the purpose of something, mm-hmm. how it's quote unquote fulfilled by observing it, right? Uh, and, and 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 things that are of the same nature are going to be fulfilled in the, the same, same way. way, right? So hammers are fulfilled by hammering things, <laughs> not by telling time. Right. If you try to use a hammer to tell time, you're going to be frustrated and the hammer would be, quote unquote, frustrated <laughs> right. as well. Right. It, it doesn't, if it had feelings. <laughs> it, if it had feelings, if it had thoughts, it'd be frustrated right. about that. Um, as human beings, we have natures and every nature has a certain order to it mm-hmm. it's or it's ordered towards something right. something to fulfill its purpose mm-hmm. we as human beings that doesn't mean we're all we're not saying we're all literally the same right we all we're, have preferences right and even even there and there mm-hmm. is within within our uniqueness there's going to be some variation in terms of um our path to happiness is not going to be in right God didn't make us. It's not auto, going to be identical, although in some here. ways, yeah. some might argue that it could be identical. But we'll get to that. <laughs> um, as opposed to today's view, right. which says, "No, you do you, you be you." No, in my in my response is really, how's that working out for us? Right. We know that certain <laughs> things are inherently bad for us. Right. You know, you you want to dive into the, the jump into the water and and you can't swim, and but. 
and well, it's and there's sharks swimming all over right there. You be you. What? No, we need we need to breathe air in our lungs. <laughs> uh, you want to overconsume alcohol uh, day after day, week after year. You be you. No, that's no. There are certain things that we can definitely see physically. Physically, do not redound to our happiness. I would never say to an alcoholic, you know, you be you. Yeah. Go ahead, have another drink. In fact, let me buy you one. Right, yeah. That, that, that would be a horribly unloving yes. thing yes. to do. But this comes back to the idea, again, well, no, we don't have the same nature. I'm Chris, you're Renee, and so I'm going to make my own meaning. I'm going to be me. And that's not, in fact, the nature of reality. Right. I get that we want to do our own thing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, <laughs> that's so immature. Yes. I mean, that's how little children, as a father of five of them, has been one, having been one of them once, <laughs> that's how little kids talk. Mm-hmm. Part of maturation, and this is how our, our, you hear people talk about how our culture is so infantile, mm-hmm. and in this way it really is. Part of maturation is to accept the limits of reality. Mm-hmm. And in fact, to find that living within those limits of reality, I can flourish, have a fully flourishing life. Mm-hmm. I find the limits of reality don't thwart my happiness. Right. They allow and permit my happiness. But somehow in our culture, we've totally twisted that. And the only way for me to be truly happy, the only way for me to be authentically happy is for me to be do, to do whatever I want to. And again, my response is, good luck, good luck with that. Right. And then later, so how is that working out right. for you? Yeah. So um, we got like two minutes left, Renee. Uh, that was a bit of a rant that I went on to. <laughs> Uh, went on there. Well, but I think you're right. I mean, when you look at our society, our suicide rates are skyrocketing. Um, I mean, we're clearly in trouble uh, culturally, morally. So, I mean, I think it's obvious this is an, an issue. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It allows me to go on another mini rant here. Oh. <laughs> uh, sociologists before COVID uh, had coined this unfortunate term, the data of despair mm-hmm. and deaths by despair mm-hmm. or deaths of despair. Um, so all these different things that you were just describing. So the, 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 the hardest ones, things like suicide mm-hmm. or child or spousal abuse. So right. self-abuse or abuse of others as manifestations of this whatever yeah um lack of meaning and purpose why because we've tried to make and create our own meaning and it's not working yeah yeah one of the things he said in here was that um i have to find that again uh it's not the secular age but he thinks it should be called the age of assertion right we assert whatever we want to be true which i thought was really and that does not work out no and people who are clear-sighted uh, about this are recognizing mm-hmm. this is not working out. Yes. The interesting thing here, so in uh, 25 seconds, Renee, <laughs> wh- why are we turning this? Why, why, why not turn back to faith? Why not turn back to God? Why not embrace the meaning that's already given rather than trying to make my own? Why not? Yeah. There, there's no reason you shouldn't. Why Why don't we? <laughs> I, uh, original sin. <laughs> and our pride. Yes, Pride. I don't want to submit. Right. Even though this form of submission is in keeping with what makes me happy and a God who loves me, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But that's what he invites us to. Yeah. Thanks, Renee. Thanks. Folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.